Hello and welcome to the reading room. My name is Rose, or Floaty Explody on Twitter, and today I will be reading a fic written by me. We need to talk. Disclaimer, this fic is rated T for teen and up audiences. For additional tags, please see the AO3 link in the description. Rarika entered the classroom with a proverbial rain cloud over her head, and the whole room felt different. Suffocating, even. She spoke to no one, and looked at no one as she took her seat. Gone was her usual bubbly, cheerful greetings he looked forward to each morning. Bakugo wasted no time in approaching her. He didn't question the instant decision in the moment. "'What's wrong?' he asked bluntly, his signature stony gaze sported on his face. She didn't look at him, didn't even acknowledge that he had spoken at all. "'Oi, earth to round face?' What's going on with you? This was a risk, he suddenly realized. They weren't public about their affections for one another, and they themselves didn't even have a label for whatever it was they shared. All he knew was that spending time with her was the highlight of his days, and he found more and more that making her happy, even in the smallest ways, was something he was starting to crave. All he knew was that he would give anything to hold her close. Muss her hair, squish her cheeks, poke her finger pads. Longing for physical closeness had never been something that Bakugo had been forced to deal with, until he began to fill his free time with the brown-haired, pink-cheeked girl. All he knew was that, for the first time, he wanted to touch and to be touched more than any earthly desire. He also knew that they had fallen into an unspoken agreement to keep their connection private, sneaking to each other's rooms at night and telling their friends they would be elsewhere when they were really in each other's company. He wasn't sure how it had been decided, it just had. They had been the only ones in the know about the conception of their relationship, or perhaps more accurately, their fondness, closeness, or what have you. And they were still the only ones in the know, for no particular reason, it seemed. Still, Bakugo didn't even think before he acted when it came to things and people he truly cared about. In his eyes, there were far more important things than whatever the people around him thought of him, and one of those important things was Ararika. So let the others speculate and wonder, he thought without hesitation. Can we talk later? She said, none of the usual light-hearted cadence to her voice. It was a question, but it sounded much more like a demand. He saw it in her eyes, that she wanted nothing more than to be left alone at that moment. He crouched down next to her desk, not caring who saw him. I'm going to hold you to that, Cheeks. Don't you dare try to keep things from me. You've got to tell someone about your fucking feelings. She scoffed under her breath as her eyes moved to bore holes into the wall. That's rich coming from you. We'll talk later, he said, with all the finality he could muster. Slowly, as if waiting for her to say something that never came, he stood up and walked back to his desk, trying hard not to look back at her as he went. The concern must have been evident on his face, because Karishima didn't bother him about talking to a girl like he normally would have. The redhead was a lot of things— and a considerate friend who knew Bakugo inside and out was definitely one of them. 
The usually hot-headed, soon-to-be hero sat in his seat as class began, unable to keep his eyes off of the chestnut hair several seats ahead. What could possibly have been wrong? Had he done something to cause this drastic mood shift in her? Her expression had screamed rage and irritation, but Bakugo couldn't shake the feeling that she was feigning anger to cover up sadness and worry. Her eyes always gave her away. By lunch, her mood hadn't seemed to improve in the slightest, which he thought was even more concerning. Usually, even if she was upset, she would put on a front for her friends, not wanting to worry anyone. Whatever it was that was troubling her this time was too much for her to try to cover. He strongly considered asking to sit with her, to get to the bottom of this so it would stop eating him alive. But when she flashed him a look that clearly said keep away, he resigned himself to his usual seating arrangements. Yo, is something up with Araraka? Kaminari said as Bakugo took his seat. She's being all... ragey. Of course something's up, dipshit. Kaminari, and everyone at the table, really, gaped at Bakugo like a school of fish. Well, I never... Didn't expect you to actually notice things about other people, Blasty, Mina said sarcastically. Shut the fuck up, how could I not notice that shit? Yelling was not a foreign concept to the lunch table on the edge of the cafeteria. But somehow Bakugo's tone felt entirely different, making the air around them feel thick with something unspoken. Dude, are you alright? Kirishima said, trying to meet the blonde's eyes which were pointed as far away from his friends as he could get them. I'm fine, Bakugo responded immediately, stabbing his chopsticks into his rice. Just, just want to talk to her. The table was silent, taking in the whispered admission, then clearly not knowing what to do with it. After pairs of eyes glanced all around the table, Sarah was the first brave enough to speak. Is... Something up with you guys? He asked. Bakugo only stared down at his meal, wanting to pretend like he hadn't heard so he wouldn't have to answer. The entirety of his mental capabilities were too busy trying to figure out what was wrong, so he had nothing to spare to try to explain himself. Because, you know, we kind of figured that maybe you had a crush on her or something but we didn't think you guys were actually... Sarah trailed off. We're not fucking dating, if that's what you're asking. But as the words streamed out of his mouth in his usual defensive style, they felt utterly wrong. He wanted them to be wrong. The weight of his feelings suddenly felt like too much, and his legs abruptly straightened below him so he towered over his friends. Later... He mumbled before he was off, storming from the cafeteria unceremoniously. He found himself back in the classroom, waiting for classes to resume. Maybe Araraka would know he was there, having seen him take off, and come talk to him. He stared at the door with an anticipation he didn't want to feel, pathetically waiting to see if the door would open to reveal the woman he so wanted to see. But when it did slide open sometime later, it was a few of his other classmates he saw instead. His head darted away from them, 
hoping that they hadn't seen the way he had been staring at the doorway. In fact, Arara was the very last person through the door, mere seconds before class began. He tried not to believe that she did this with the express intention of avoiding him. Wakugo couldn't remember a period where time had passed as slowly as it did then. It seemed that every ten seconds he was looking at the clock, and calculating how long it would be until he could finally talk to her. What on earth would he say? He pondered the thought, but ultimately came to no conclusion. Once the last second of the last class ticked by, Rarika was quick to make her escape. Bakugo, having anticipated this, shoved his things in his bag as quickly as he could so he could follow. His steps were heavy as he caught up with her in the hall and fell into step beside her. Where do you want to go? Bakugo asked. He had a feeling this would be a conversation she wouldn't want to have in public. Though the pause was only a few seconds, it felt excruciating. The roof, she said. He expected that answer, but had still wanted to leave it up to her. The roof of the dorms was where they had gone many times before, to get away from the others, to enjoy each other's company without worrying about anyone seeing them. They walked to their destination in silence. Bakugo had surely been worried before, but was starting to worry even more as the wordless chasm engulfed him. The lack of conversation of any kind, with the way her brows furrowed more intensely than he'd ever seen, made his mind wander to places he didn't want it to go. What if she wanted to end things with him? It was close to graduation, only a few weeks, and their futures were somewhat unclear regarding things like where they would end up. It would be difficult to maintain a relationship, if that's even what this was in the first place. What if this wasn't even about him and he was just being a prick? Were her parents okay? Grandparents? Was she okay? Bakugo opened the door for her and they automatically made their way to their usual bench facing the rest of campus. The view was admittedly beautiful, the sun shining on the buds perched in the cherry blossom trees below. A few of the flowers were beginning to bloom but he couldn't care less about whatever the trees were doing right now. His eyes were on Arara, and only Arara, studying her face, her body language, and anything he could possibly notice about her. Her eyes focused on the view below them, but didn't seem like she was truly seeing it, as her arms cradled herself. With much inner turmoil, Bakugo finally placed a hand on her leg, giving it what he hoped was a reassuring squeeze. Her eyes fell on it, and didn't move even as he spoke. Tell me what's wrong, he said, trying his best to sound calm. It perhaps came out a bit strangled, reflecting to her clearly how nervous she was making him. I don't know what to do, she whispered, on the brink of tears. He had seen her cry before once, but sobbing at a romance movie was not nearly comparable to the way she looked right then. Damn it, Roundface. Let me help. What's going on? Slowly, her eyes traveled upward until they were looking into his, and he saw the full impact of all of the conflict, the sadness, the worry, and the confusion she had been trying and failing to conceal all day. After a moment, 
He let out the breath he hadn't known he was holding, since her eyes took him prisoner. Right now, he would do anything to bring back the light and joy he usually saw there. I'm... She started before she choked on her own words. He thought about urging her to continue, but decided to ignore the way his chest was pulling in impatience, in favor of letting her take her time. Koski, I'm pregnant. Their eyes locked onto each other, and the words hung heavily in the air between them as Bakugo tried to make sense of them. Everything went perfectly still, irrevocably silent. He hadn't even realized he hadn't blinked until the dryness of his eyes began to sting. He had been imagining worst-case scenarios, but this hadn't even come up in his mind. He hadn't even considered it to be an option. The tears he had watched forming in her eyes fell to her cheeks at last, and then she was sobbing. Without hesitation, Bakugo took her in his arms and hugged her tightly. He was overwhelmed, upset, and scared, but there was nothing that could stop him from comforting her. He held the back of her head gingerly with one hand as she cried into his chest. As the salty tears continued to soak his shirt, Bakugo's mind ran faster than he ever could. But even with all this thinking, his mind still felt somehow blank, like her news had wiped his hard drive clean. They remained this way until her tears had finally run dry. Naraka looked up at him for the first time. He swiped his thumb across her cheek, wiping away residual moisture as if it had never been there. Bakugo held her cheek with one hand and pressed his lips to her forehead. Looks like we're in for a bumpy ride, he whispered against her skin. Her sad smile tugged at his heart. Are you mad? she asked. He pulled away completely to gauge her expression only to find the same worry he had seen before. Had she been concerning herself with agonizing over what his reaction would be? Mad. Why the hell would I be mad? Well, you're always mad, she said with a little giggle and sniffle. He chuckled at the first joke she had likely uttered all day. I'm not mad. Sure, I'm fucking overwhelmed and I'm... Not sure it's all totally hit me yet, but I'm not mad. Her shaky exhale felt strained with relief, yet also with frustration. Like they had given her away before, he saw in her eyes that she had questions. They were probably the same ones he had. Look, he began, and her chocolate irises met his. I know we haven't... We haven't talked about whatever this is. She watched his finger move between each of them, her focus trained on every little movement he made. Right, she mumbled. But that doesn't mean... Fuck, it's just that... I'm, I'm not gonna leave you high and dry, alright? For some reason, the stunned look on her face stung him. Sure, this isn't ideal, but... Whatever you decide, I'm behind. When he took in the way her eyes glazed with the weight of responsibility that entailed, he decided to revise his statement. Or, you know, we can decide. 
Silence filled the space between them again. But it felt different. Rarka's lips curled up into the first genuine smile he'd seen from her all day. He couldn't help but return the gesture. You would really be okay with keeping it? She asked, somewhat hesitantly. Isn't that what I just said? Pay attention, Ojigo. He chastised playfully. The gentle sound of her laugh made him act without thinking as he pressed his lips to her softly. It'll be a lot, she said against his lips. I know. We're about to start our careers. I know. Our parents will murder us. He chuckled as he finally pulled away. Yeah, especially my old hag. She looked at him with an apology on her lips, but he cut her off before she could give it. What are you looking all fucking guilty about? It's not like it's your damn fault. I know, but... But nothing. We're going to deal with this, and we're going to come out of it with a kick-ass little gremlin to wake us up in the middle of the night and puke all over us and shit. Her laugh was intoxicating, which was probably why he couldn't keep the smile off of his face, even in this situation. Wake us up in the middle of the night, huh? So we'll live together? She asked in jest. A blush crept up his neck at her words, and he slowly realized what he'd said. Well, yeah, he said, no intention of turning back like a coward. We, you know, we'll have a brat, and we're, you know. What do I know? She was messing with him, judging by her mocking tone, but he could tell there was an edge of seriousness to the question. They had never talked about their relationship before, so she didn't really know anything for sure. We're... together. Once he saw the recognition fully reach her eyes, she was throwing her arms around his neck. Her warmth and her light was back in full force, and he drank it up. The lavender scent of her hair comforted him to no end, and if he didn't know any better, he'd say that this news vaguely excited him. You know what? He said, breaking their pleasant silence. What? You're going to be a kick-ass mom. Her silence confused him, and when he pulled back, he saw the beginning of tears in her eyes yet again. Oi, that wasn't supposed to make you cry again. Shut up. They're happy tears this time. She sniffed, wiping her eyes with a small smile. Fucking good, he said pulling her in for another embrace. Suddenly, he never wanted to let her go again. If you learn to be less screamy and potty-mouthed, you'll be an amazing potful, she said. He chuckled at that and pressed his forehead to hers. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Thank you so much for reading. If you enjoyed this reading, Please use the AO3 link in the description to give the authors a kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.